September 29th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Philippians chapter 1. We'll go through verses 1 through 26. Paul writes, For me to live is Christ. But he did more than write that statement. You know, he lived it. Jesus Christ is mentioned 18 times in this chapter and is seen involved in many aspects of Paul's life. We'll read about his friends. See, Paul loved the saints in Philippi. He thought about them, prayed for them, and longed to see them. Christ made this fellowship possible. We'll read about his circumstances. He was a prisoner not of Rome, but of Jesus Christ, and his chains were in Christ. See, Paul was practicing what he was preaching, and it worked. You think first of Christ when circumstances are difficult? Put him first, even in the hard times of life. We'll read about his future as well. Paul's life was definitely in danger. If he lost the trial, he could be killed as an enemy of Rome. But listen, when Christ is your life, death is not your enemy, and you have the assurance of being with Christ when this life ends. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 29th, Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 26. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. It is written to all of God's people in Philippi who believe in Christ Jesus, and to the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I always pray for you, and I make my request with a heart full of joy, because you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. It is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a very special place in my heart. We have shared together the blessings of God, both when I was in prison and when I was out, defending the truth and telling others the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including all the soldiers in the palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, many of the Christians here have gained confidence and become more bold in telling others about Christ. Some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me for they know the Lord brought me here to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, 
intending to make my chains more painful to me. But whether or not their motives are pure, the fact remains that the message about Christ is being preached. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me and as the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will all turn out for my deliverance. For I live in eager expectation and hope that I will never do anything that causes me shame, but that I will always be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past, and that my life will always honor Christ, whether I live or I die. For to me, living is for Christ, and dying is even better. Yet if I live, that means fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live, and sometimes I long to go and be with Christ. That would be far better for me. But it is better for you that I live. I am convinced of this, so I will continue with you so that you will grow and experience the joy of your faith. Then when I return to you, you will have even more reason to boast about what Christ Jesus has done for me. My name is Doug Casey. I'm in phase one. And since I've come to the refuge, one area that I've been growing tremendously in is the area of worship. Um, Before the refuge, I looked at worship more as praise and just lifting a voice. But the refuge is teaching me more about integrity and that one of the best ways of worshiping is through obedience and just acting with integrity and just always doing the right thing and doing what I know is the right thing and just being led to the Spirit and leading by example even when nobody is looking to just continue to do the right thing. And it just causes a lot of growth with God and just a stronger walk and keeps the adversary from having anything against. This is Justin Willis. I'm in phase one, week two at the refuge. And it's just really amazing how I've come around from the first week to the second um, with all the speakers and teachings that have been going on. It's uh, it's just really made me realize how much bigger God's grace is than our mistakes. And it's it's just such a turnaround for me from the last week because all I was focusing on was my mistakes. And it's it's just cool to know that I'm forgiven for those and that God is good, man. 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 That God is good. Psalm 71, verses 1 through 24. The psalmist reviews a life of dependence on God. The Lord cared for him at birth, and he trusted the Lord as a youth. God taught him when he was young and was with him during his mature years. Now he is old, and he prays that God will not abandon him. Well, as we uh, read this psalm, we'll discover the ideal way to spend old age as a Christian. Devote time to prayer and trust the Lord to help you. Instead of complaining about what's wrong, praise God for His righteousness and goodness. Practice continual prayer, continual praise, and continual hope. Depend on His strength and use every opportunity to witness for Him. Ask God to make you a walking wonder who will point people to Christ. Keep a song on your lips and in your heart. After all, the best is yet to come. Psalm 71, verses 1 through 24. 
O Lord, you are my refuge. Never let me be disgraced. Rescue me, save me from my enemies, for you are just. Turn your ear to listen and set me free. Be to me a protecting rock of safety, for I am always welcome. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of cruel oppressors. O Lord, you alone are my hope. I have trusted you, O Lord, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. My life is an example to many, because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now, in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. For my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. They say, God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him. For there is no one to help him now. Oh, God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction on those who accuse me. May humiliation and shame cover those who want to harm me. But I will keep on hoping for you to help me. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness all day long. I will proclaim your saving power. For I am overwhelmed by how much you have done for me. I will praise your mighty deeds, O Sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just and good. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I have constantly told others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. Then I will praise you with music on the harp, because you are faithful to your promises, O God. I will sing for you with a lyre, O Holy One of Israel. I will shout for joy and sing your praises, for you have redeemed me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long, for everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. Proverbs 24, verses 9 and 10. The schemes of a fool are sinful. Everyone despises a mocker. If you fail under pressure, your strength is not very great. this, an almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful God is sitting in heaven waiting to hear from you. David says that he has his hand 
his hand cupped behind his ear, listening for his children to ask him for great and mighty things that we know not. He's listening for us to pull down the strongholds of addictions that enslave our families, to pull down the strongholds of abortion and pornography, to pull down the demonic forces that are destroying the government of the United States. So what does he hear from our lips? Oh God, watch over the parakeet and water the grass. Let me tell you something. When you walk through these doors and you lift your hands to pray, I want you to remember that you are talking to almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful God, the creator of heaven and earth. The blast of his nostrils can split the cedars of Lebanon. He holds the seven seas in the palms of his hand. He weighs the mountains in a scale and the hills in the balance. You can ask him for things so staggering, so big, that God slides out of his chair and sits on the air and says to the angels, did you hear what he said? Ask him, ask him, ask him for things that are impossible because with God, nothing is impossible. Ask him to defeat the giants in your life because our God is a giant killer. Ask him to divide the sea before you and to bury Pharaoh and watch him turn your enemies into fish food. Ask him, ask him to send fire from heaven as he did for Elijah and he will. Ask him to walk with you in the fire of the fiery furnace and be the fourth man in the fire and he will he said you will walk through the fire and the fire will not burn you you will walk through the water and the water will not drown you ask him he's the God who cannot fail he's waiting to show you great and mighty things ask him pray 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 God in heaven wants you to have that power you are made in the image of God God is not a statue he speaks he thinks he talks he feels our infirmities he answers our prayer. He's alive. He's Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. He's Jehovah Nissi, the Lord who is our banner. He's Jehovah Shalom, the God our peace. Pray, pray, pray. God is in heaven saying, what do you need? Do you need healing? Ask in faith, believe in, and I will give it. Do you need supernatural wisdom to make a tough decision? Ask of me, and I will lead you in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Do you need peace that surpasses understanding? Ask, ask, ask. For nothing is impossible to those that believe. No good thing will he withhold from those that diligently seeking. Do you need the impossible? Then open your mouth. Open your mouth in faith believing. You're not talking to the President of the United States. You're not talking to Bill Gates. Both of them together can't control their next breath. You're talking to the Creator of heaven and earth. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He uses gold for asphalt on the streets of heaven. He moves mountains. He divides seas. He'll give you wells you didn't dig, vineyards you didn't plant, houses you didn't build. He will make you the head and not the tail because nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible to you.